And my question to you now is, in an industry that's moving extremely fast, mm. how unfair is it that we judge people on their first release and we don't give people space and time to grow and nurture as an artist? Someone like Prince was obviously given the opportunity to develop and none of his hits are on this album. And he obviously went on to write some of the world's most famous tunes. A major label will look for high growth in the mm. business, yeah? If you don't go upwards straight away in year one, year two, we drop you. Back in the early days, 50s or 60s, record labels would find this unknown talent that would build them. But now it's like, you need to have a fan base and you need to have had X amount of streams and mm. TikTok followers. That's part of the process is like, what you can do with your abilities, what you have at your, like your, you know, genres are made a lot of the time through lack of. If I collaborated with my 20 year old self, I'm so much more advanced. He's so shnagging. <laughs> Hello. 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 And welcome to the Are We Live podcast with me, Jordan. Me, Barnet. Me, Alpha. Like that, we're just figuring out orders, isn't it? Were you yeah. unsure of what your name yeah, was? Yeah, no, that? it was more order. It was more so I didn't ah, want to be okay, like, cool. at the same time, it was like, Alpha Barney. Do you know what I'm saying? I Got you. Um, we, we do these podcasts where we sort of bring in a song. One of us brings in a song and um, play the song. We all listen. And there's a question that follows the song. Um, and today is my week. I'm bringing in a song. And the song is called Soft and Wet by Prince. That was a fun time. Nice, that was the track called Soft and Wet by Prince from his debut or debut album <laughs> For You. And um, my question is, so that album came out in 1978, Prince's first album. He produced and wrote all of that and played all the parts. And my question to you now is, in an industry that's moving extremely fast mm. and where people need to deliver the goods straight away as soon as they can, when, as soon as they come into the scene, how unfair is it that we judge people on their first release and we don't give people space and time to grow and nurture as an artist in, so, the, in the modern industry? So you feel like we, so the first thing I'll say is, so you feel like we don't give people, you feel like we, you feel like we don't do that. There's a yeah. bit of an opinion in yeah, that. Question, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a loaded question. Um, but I think, I think a lot of the time we judge an artist on their first album when it's everyone's everyone's expressing themselves experimenting they're trying to find their sound when it can take years to really develop your sound if you know what i mean and i think someone like prince was obviously given the opportunity to develop and none of his hits are on this album and he obviously went on to write some of the world's most famous tunes mm. and it's like there was more time then to develop artists whereas these days you know you need to be viral and you need a song to stream x amount of times in your first uh, release otherwise it's considered a flop so um do you think that's unfair or do you think that sort of needs to happen because it's the, the the industry is so sort of uh like full of people trying to make it do you i, th I think the question i'd ask is like who's we like who like could you yeah. say like we judge like who's we are you talking about you are you talking about you and your friends are you talking about the music industry it's the world isn't it yeah it's the world um it's basically i think Correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon Jordan's talking about social media and how easy it is for someone to like blow up in their bedroom, for example. Right. So if you're like 14, 15, 16, well, let's let's make it a bit later. Let's say you're 18, 19, 20, mm -hmm. and you do a bunch of Insta vids of you doing guitar, whatever, to your videos, and then you blow up, um, your video blows up. 
and you've never really finished a song before because really you've just done yeah. 30 seconds <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. bits. So you finish a, you finally finish a song, then you got to somehow do an album and whatever you do, the first thing you do is to 200,000 people yeah. to the very first thing, yeah. that song you finish. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that is like the pros and cons of social media. Mm. That's definitely a con when it comes to um, development, allowing mm -hmm. you to grow because we would have made our first tunes to, to no one. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so no matter how bad they were and they would have been bad, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially how we think about music now, um, to have that in front of thousands of people straight away, mm -hmm. I I do think it's quite, it's kind of unfair, but at the same time, um, it propels you. It's almost like we're making child stars, mm -hmm. no matter what your age is, you're mm -hmm. gonna be a child prodigy mm -hmm. or a child star straight away mm -hmm. without um, yeah, getting a chance to grow or develop. That's why you got a lot of people that blow up and then people might say, oh, they can't perform live mm -hmm. or they mm -hmm. can't, they don't have the stage presence right. or they don't have, there's there's always things people point out that people are lacking. Mm -hmm. um, when the thing they blew up for was just this one thing they're really mm -hmm. good at, they're not really well-rounded yet. But do they even ever have to be well-rounded? That's another this is thing. It. But uh, yeah, would you, would you I think, think what's interesting is the idea of the audience. I think it's one view looking from the artist outwardly right as in <clears throat> you know yeah the story is like blow up your bedroom making music whatever my thinking is more so the audience i think the way that i consume music often changes by the story of the musician a lot of the time so for example if my little sister comes and sings to me in the living room right and says i made this song i'm not judging her with the same intensity i would judge yeah an artist that's been doing it for ages right so because i understand the context of the situation with the blowing up things like saying going viral like playing guitar solos on and um that kind of stuff I'm just talking about me. I don't know anyone that I've like seen them play a cover on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And then I've gone to listen to their music expecting it to be groundbreaking. I've kind of gone, you're really good at this thing specifically. The other things I kind of look at them as separate entities. Do you know what I'm saying? I kind of go, I kind of go, okay, well, um, if I've fallen in love with your voice, for example, on the covers, I think there's the skill set of performance, the skill set of songwriting, all that kind of stuff takes a while to get there mm. i think sometimes also people judge it by just being just seeing it sometimes when you blow up you're just in, in front of audience of people that don't know your story don't know what the situation is so they're going to just judge it on yeah. is it good or is it bad i, I don't feel like, like it yeah i feel like that stance yeah. is an artist's like you said you was going audience i actually think that's an artist's perspective to individualize things or, mm. or humanize things that you see if i'm scrolling yeah I'm and if i'm just it, listening yeah. to music it doesn't matter whether you're Tom York or whether you're a new kid on a block. It's yeah. just music. I'm not going, oh, well, that kid's kind of young. And yeah. then maybe they got some space to, I don't care. I'm listening to it's music. It's in front of me. It's, I'm being judged in it as it's in front of me. Is it just, I, suppose it's, I suppose that's just content in general, isn't it? If yeah. I've got like a, uh, a, a someone cooking a, a cooking video in front of me, if I've yeah. got like a... You're not like, oh, they're, they're yeah. quite a young chef. Yeah, I'm like, going, it's in front of me. Am I entertained? Mm. Is that what it is? Is it like, there's, there's, there's no... Yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess that the... That's a good way of putting it when the, you can say, quote unquote, average consumer just sees that come up on their release rate or yeah. on their new releases yeah. and just listens to it for what it is. Yeah. And then there's the industry side of things when where we're listening to it as artists or someone that works at a record label and they're judging it as 
I don't know. They're judging it differently. 100%. And, and the, the problem is, I think a lot of the times I have um, people that message me and say, I'm a new artist. I'm releasing my first EP. Yeah. I don't know how to get streams. I don't have any following. Um, but I see, how do I get, you know, how come you have a following? Or like you get yeah. millions of streams. What's, and I'm, it's, but that's because you're comparing your first four track EP to yeah. my sixth album. Yeah. And like it's, I've taken 10 years to get here. Mm -hmm. In a way, you can sort of compare your first EP to everyone's first EP yeah. and see, and that's a better way of judging. It's like if you're playing the comparison game of someone, even like, you know, Amy Winehouse, her first album, which I think it was called an album, which is Frank, Frank yeah. was like great album. It did well in the UK, but it was her second album that was like the big one. And I think of like a new artist, like Olivia Dean or something. Mm -hmm. She had a first album mm -hmm. that got nominated for a big award in the UK. Mm -hmm. That's insane. And, and it's a really good album, mm -hmm. but she's got this whole career to grow as well. So mm -hmm. like she can even grow even more, mm -hmm. but there's this weird sort of pedestal of the first album. We talked about this a lot, even in our earlier yeah. episodes, like <clears throat> yeah. when we first started this podcast years ago of like the debut album or whatever, but there's it's so much pressure is put on this like one release and part of me s says to people just keep working on music and getting it out um because you could just build up your cv of like music and you but in, in five years time you'll have five albums do you do you think so a couple of things in that do you think that numbers equate because what was interesting that you said you can't compare my i'm four albums deep um you're just started but if people have been making albums that have 20 albums deep and don't have the comparative uh, <clears throat> success in regards to numbers. I think this is where it gets hazy in regards to like quality and numbers and what that is. I think that's why <clears throat> it gets kind of a little bit difficult because if you release your debut album and loads of people listen to it, it's going to get more scrutinized because of the, the sheer number size. If you release it and no one hears it, there's less judgments because of uh, optics, right? But I'm also saying that like, even if you release 10 albums, it could be your 11th. Even if you release 15 albums, it can be 16 in regards to just numbers and it getting bigger. It doesn't mean that the music's not good. Yeah. It, it, just, it just means that like, just, I mean, sometimes the music might not be, but even good and bad is perspective. Yeah. But my point is that like, you just never know, especially now on the internet, like you just never know. I'm pretty well, sure clicks. like Kate, was it Kate Bush who had like a song on yeah. Stranger Things? Like it was 20 years, 30 years later, blows up and then goes, Viral. again yeah do you know what I'm saying nothing the music didn't change the climate changed mm. and I'm saying like is it because I think pressure is really interesting I'm like how do you like what is doing well because also it's, it's scope I mean as people that I know and artists that I know that are like oh really bad news guys we missed the top 40 on the charts or it could be really good news guys we got top 100 do you know what I'm saying it's, yeah. it's, it's all framing yeah 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 so I'm saying like yeah I don't know what do you think about that like in regards to is it is it are we talking about numbers are we talking about like I guess it is a numbers thing isn't it because that's what everyone especially earlier in their career they're trying to like get more fans play show sell tickets get streams so they can like live off music and um I think there's there's more of this immediate need to succeed Back in the early days, 50s or 60s, record labels would find this unknown talent that yep. would build them. And then, in, I don't know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm totally generalizing. But then like in the noughties, it was like, it would still be a bit of that development. But now it's like, you need to have a fan base and you need to have had X amount of streams and mm, yeah. TikTok followers. And so all these people come to me saying like, oh, I had this meeting with a label, but they were like, your streams are low. 
and you're it's not selling tickets. And they're like, how am I meant to get streams when I don't have support from a label? Um, when that, when there's so much content exhausting yeah. out into the world. So like, how can I compete? And that's when I'm sort of like, it's just your first album. You've got your whole career ahead of you. But then at the same time, it means so much the first album that's why I was, it's sort of this what, weird what, when you released your first album and when you released your first album and I released my first album did you guys have any expectations when you released it of what it should do did you have like it's gonna do this thing I've made this great music it's gonna do this for me or did you kind of have no expectations already or did you kind of underplay it like was there expectations on your first releases I I wanted it just to do better than my last that's sort of the way I always thought mm. I wanted it just to keep growing um better than my last so my first album was cloak my second ep was the one before it was groove curse mm -hmm. and that i had done that's why i moved to london i was like i just want to do better than that like my most stream song to be better than that most stream song and better, I was, and better is numbers pure numbers yeah at right. that stage of my career okay um but also like i really loved that album like i was proud of it so it's also like i didn't compromise mm -hmm. um so i have interest what's your what's your first album cloak so Cloak is your first album. See, this, this is the thing with, um, I think the debut album, just coining that, yeah. is a huge risk, but it's like a huge risk for a huge reward. That's why like when you sign to a label, the first thing they do is debut album. Well, you know, mm. people do EPs, projects, mm -hmm. cool things, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call mm -hmm. them, singles, you call things stuff until you, you're working up to that debut album. Mm. The word probably is there to reel more people in than ever, mm. but the most pressure is put on something when it's debut album. That's why, like, I literally I've seen so many artists. They've released so many EPs. They've released so many things that could count as albums. Mm. Remember when mixtapes were like mm -hmm. twenty tracks long, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then people were just calling things mixtapes. Mm -hmm. What just, is that? Is that lack of? Is it because it's like no pressure? Fear. It's fear. Basically, it's fear. it's fear. Right. Okay. People would record live projects or whatever. You do whatever you're doing and just say, this is a project. For me as well, like, I could have called my very first thing, and I, I could have called Nocturne, I've called my stuff albums in retrospect. Yeah. Because I didn't really care about, do you know what I mean? What, if someone doesn't know you, shouting about a debut album, it doesn't really help you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Nobody cares either way. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, press if you're, and marketing thing, yeah, is Yeah, if you yeah. have press and marketing, if you have a lot of money poured <laughs> into it, the press are more likely to click play on something if it's like, oh, this brand new artist has released a debut album, then it's like, okay, cool. But for the rest of us, it's just a project. Like it's just, it just is where it is. And then, so I've got like, so for example, in my press, it's just so murky. It's like, oh, he's released five albums. Technically, the only thing I've called album is my last two albums. Right. Like I haven't right. really called anything project. else really. You just put them out. There's no I've just put, put them out. out and they, they happen to fall under album criteria mm -hmm. for being a certain <laughs> length of time. Right. And a certain- A long then, play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A long play. So it's, it's, I think it's the attachment of the word to it, then yeah. it's expectation you put on it and then blah, blah, blah. blah. Exactly. Yeah. It's that stuff that, that's where the pressure comes from, mm. but- well, yeah. like, well, it's interesting because I, I think of examples. So Chance the Rapper, uh, yeah. <clears throat> really successful in, in regards to his entrance point, released an, his first mixtape called 10 Day. That was from when he was at school for 16, dropped out. That then led on to his next project, which was another mixtape called Acid Rap. Oh, yeah. And at the time, music had was kind of in a really weird place with streaming and blog sites and stuff. And he kind of caught the wave in a really exciting time. And it's... 
massive rap tape, took him to another level. And then after that, he released Coloring Book, which was the first, like, he was the first independent artist, whatever, to be nominated for a mixtape at the Grammys. And he won the Grammy for Best New Artist. Oh, yeah. It was, like, groundbreaking. But these were still all mixtapes. He didn't call them albums. And then his first album was called The Big Day, right? <coughs> which was, like, essentially critically slammed. And it was kind of like um, a bandwagon of kind of people kind of just being like, this is terrible. But I think Alpha's right when he says risk or reward. I think that like him putting the, the pressure, words, even the though press. he's released, like I'm saying all of these things can easily be called albums. And I think he then saw this reaction of, be, of kind of putting it like, these other ones have been my mixtapes, whatever. This is my album. And everyone's now comparing it to the mixtapes and going, it has to be infinitely better. It has to be like, way better than your previous yeah. projects, which is difficult because I think a lot of the time with consumers, we're not only dealing with music, we're dealing with times of people's lives, we're dealing with a lot of nostalgia, and we're also dealing with like how people are consuming the music. Yeah. And that also changes, right? It's how you're digesting it. And so with the debut album, I think with Chance especially, he couldn't live up to the, it was important, like it's very difficult to live up to that, like yeah. because of the pressure. And I suppose that's where it's the risk and reward because I suppose then it's like, you know, yeah. something to lose. And that's, that's those artists that live for, de for decades mm. are the ones they're, they're rare, but they're the ones that keep, um, rejuvenating mm. their sound mm. and they bring new fans on, but they still have those fans being like, why can't we hear that at yeah. the live show? Or lose fans. Like also like you have to, or they lose willing, fans. To, willing to lose fans. I yeah. And no, it's hard. What will be really interesting and fascinating as the landscape changes, we're sort of in like a transition, but in like 10 years from now, when like, because TikTok and socials are becoming more of the focus, where it's becoming like a single base culture. Mm. I wonder if that 12 year old right now that's going to drop an album in 10 years, their date, well, this maybe not even called that, will even think about an album. I, well, that, and they won't have the same like complex yeah. all these artists had in our time, back in our day, <laughs> uh, about the pressure of dropping this first project, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to give people advice. Like the person that asked you about how do I just get more streams and, cause you said that and then Barney said, oh, you're on your sixth album, that person's on their first one. Is it just about numbers? Cause people that dropped 20 albums that haven't done anything. And then I was like, hmm, is there? That's a really good question. Are you asking twenty albums? In history? Yeah. In history, are people that dropped 20, twenty albums if, and it's done nothing? I suppose one once. Do you mean again. nothing at any of the albums? No, I'm no, saying no, no. I'm like, saying it's okay, I know what you're going you, with. You're going with I'm going with I feel As like improvement quite will happen. a good yeah. quite a good piece yeah. of advice would be like think about your twentieth album. Like or like get to album number twenty because by doing that, imagine that that's an un, it's an unknowable sort of task, yeah. But that's essentially you're telling them, do not stop. That's a really good point. Because stopping, yeah, man. you're is, really good point. Is the thing. If you, but also, yeah, it's, it's about trajectory, isn't it? It's like if I start at zero and I get to ten, that's yeah. still upwards trajectory. Because the thing is, although we talk about this creative stuff like it's a, you know, it's magical and <laughs> and end of the day, it's work, mate. Life is life is. <laughs> Everything in life can be distilled into like being called a business, right? Yeah. The only thing businesses look for, I mean, a lot of, so a major label will look for high growth in the mm. business, yeah? They'll look for high, quick, they're like a get rich quick thing. Yeah. Like, let's put a lot of money into it. And if you don't 
burst up. Like if you don't go upwards straight away in year one, year two, we drop you. But when it's your own life, if you see yourself as a business, all that matters is growth. Doesn't matter how high the growth is, how fast the growth is, yeah. but just growth. And if you release one album, that's better than releasing zero albums. Yeah. If, you, if you're on your second yeah. album, now you've got two albums. Yeah. You've, gro- yeah. you've grown in yeah. that way. Yeah. Not everything's a numbers thing. Yeah. It's a growth of, if you can see growth, then just keep going. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like- Because even even if it's not growth in the success, you will be learning more as well in the process. Exactly. And your seventh album could be just so much better than your first. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing I'm saying is like- Time. It's you develop like me now. If I collaborated with my 20 year old self, I'm so much more advanced. He's so sh- no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but basically, everything I know about production, writing lyrics, playing chords, um, and it's unfair to compare me to that little, you know, that tiny little like loser. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> but the, 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 the funny thing is when you grow. Um, unless you're super just proper creative, you then get like the freedom slightly, you lose that sense of like play and freedom. It Mm. becomes, and that's like what you lose as your career progresses, unless you're the rare artist that's like, like David Bowie or something that's like rediscovering himself or whatever, but you just end up thinking more about. But isn't that just getting older? That's not in everything of life. That's just getting older as you think more. Just because like there's more to lose and you have more risk because... It depends how you approach it, right? Because mm. you can approach life like, I need to specialise, I need to get better, I need to grow in this one thing and then I need to get better at it. Mm. Or you could do it like... I hate calling Rick Rubin out, but I always call Rick Rubin out. Like, <laughs> I hate doing it. I was making really, that beef for our no, no, I, But I always, I always use Rick Rubin as a... in a creative butterfly analogy in terms yeah. of like... Yeah, I'm not really good at it. I just kind of dip my toes, you know. Basically, if you don't know enough of everything, yeah, then you're kind of always, there's mm. always something to learn in every area. Yeah. And that keeps your creative brain going because, like, I don't know what the limits are, the rules are of anything. Mm. So if you don't know that, then every process is like a creative sort yeah. of... Freedom, you have yeah. an idea, like, you won't really specialise, but, like, your approach to everything will be so, like... Yeah, fluid, that you'll, yeah. you'll always come up with fresh ideas and new ideas. Um, so yeah, that, that's one thing I've tried to do with myself when it comes to piano, jazz, all that stuff. I really love listening to the stuff, but I don't want to sit down and become the number one piano player in the world mm. because that's not what I'm in music for. I don't care about that specific aspect. Mm. I'd, I'd love to not know rules mm. so I can... I'm not limited yeah. in certain ways, you know what I mean? Learn the rules of stuff you need to know, like obviously, or things you actually care to know. Like I would care about like certain grooves, the way a groove sits mm. and things like that. Yeah. But there's other things where it's like, I, this is just what I do to explore. Like if I write a song on guitar, I'm just writing a song and everything sounds new because I yeah. can't play. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's a... Uh, also it's the canvas, isn't it? It's the canvas of like, that's part of the process is like, what you can do with your abilities, what you have at your, like your, you know, genres are made a lot of the time through lack of yeah. whatever we have. It's the bare necessities, right? Yeah. But the bare necessities, right? Yeah. And it's that, that then formulates art, is part of the art process of, of learning, okay, well, I have this microphone, I have this keyboard, I have this guitar, whatever I have, whatever, how can I use it and utilise it? And as time goes on. In a way, that's the little kid that posts on Instagram. Yeah. 
is kind of just doing that. Yeah. And then that might be part of the reason they blow up 100%. and stuff. Then they're expected to be a jack of all trades. Wait, why don't, why aren't you as well-rounded as yeah. I thought you were? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where they were just doing this thing, where they're exploring this thing that they like. Mm. So I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Anyway. And that's why that first album is always also special because you're just in a trial and error phase mm. and it's... Yeah. uh it's just rounding that Look up. Look at that, man. <laughs> Professional. Um, so, yeah, the, basically the question was, uh -huh. do we put too much pressure on the debut album? I'd say, I'd say yes. I'd say yes, so avoid calling yeah, these don't, debut yeah, albums. Don't, yeah, just put music out. Just and avoid I'd say, it. yeah, it was a loaded question. Yeah. So um, <laughs> let us know in the comments what you think about debut albums. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Woo! Peace out, baby. Bye-bye. Peace.